I'm glad that you are here. I hope you've come for, to worship. We have uh, an exciting day. It's a day of training to uh, talk about how we can uh, reach our goal for, for 2020 where everybody is able to reach one. If you look in the bulletin, you'll see a bookmark there that has our, our goal with the different steps on it uh, that we're working for this, this uh, year. And today we have our district superintendent, Steve Granadosen, here with us, and he's going to spend the day uh, with us. He's going to preach here in a few minutes. You're going to hear a good message for a change. Yeah. Uh, gotta love this congregation, don't you? Uh, some of you who are leaders, you have a special meeting at 12 noon, but then all of you, we would invite you back at 2 o'clock to be here for the, the training. And Mike Crawford, Pastor Mike Crawford, will be here to uh, lead us in that training. Also, coming up on Wednesday is the starting of Lynn. It's the Ash Wednesday uh, services that we will be having. We'll have one over at Silvis at 12.15, and the one here will be at 6.45. So uh, you can uh, certainly participate in that, and we'll, we certainly want you to, uh, to be a part of that as well. Other announcements are listed there. Uh, just want to uh, say a, a word of appreciation to you on behalf of, of the Kelly Burns family. Staff, it's good to have you here. Um, the day after the, the funeral, uh, the family received a lot of Valentine cards from me. And I know it, it meant, the, meant the world to, to you all. But uh, Dr. Burns, I just want you to know you had a loving family here who cares for you and is with you in your, in your grieving. We also, one of the things that uh, we're doing is uh, we're, we're raising money for the Family Life Center. Did anybody know that? <laughs> <laughs> and one of the ways we're doing that is to collect our change. And we have a bowl here with already some change in it. And the last service had got so full that uh, they had a hard time moving it around. <laughs> so during the opening set of music, we're gonna we're gonna have you put in put in uh, change. And are we gonna have a microphone in there as well? Don't do that. <laughs> well, you you gotta you gotta have a microphone because if somebody has just paper coins. <laughs> If, if somebody has paper coins, then uh, you can pick up the mic and say, cha-ching. All right, so we'll, uh, we'll pass this around, and um, we'll start over here with you ladies. If you just, just keep, keep it going around. Do you have any coins? Okay, you want to wait until the music starts, all right? And then, do you want to help us? Do one of you want to help us? No? Do you want to do that? Okay, what I, want, what, what I want you to do is I want you to follow the bowl around, make sure it gets all the way around. Could you do that? All right. You don't know anybody? That's all right. It's a good way to get to know people. Don't want to, you do, will you do that for me? No? <laughs> Jerry, you may have to help out. I don't know. I'll, I'll put it right here. You start when the music starts, okay? Hey, let's, uh, let's begin with a word of prayer. Lord God, I thank you and I praise you. For this day, for this opportunity to, to worship you, Lord, we, we seek to honor you with our worship. And also, Lord, we, we seek to experience your Holy Spirit, to be 
to be present among us today. And so, Lord, I ask that you be here and that you uh, touch the hearts and lives of people. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Now is the time to worship. Let's all stand. Who loves the Lord?
know we are loved by the King. We can sing in troubled times. I can sing in the troubled times. Sing when I win. I can sing when I lose my step. I fall down again. I can sing because you pick me up.
say amen. 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 You may be seated. Is this on? This looks really beat up. If you saw the top of this microphone. <laughs> so first of all, I want to say thank you to Sophie for filling that heavy bowl in the middle of it. She said it's getting a little bit heavy. So thank you so much. That was fun. If the kiddos just stay with your parents right now, I want to tell you at the end of March, we're going to have our uh, family Worship Sunday. It's a fifth Sunday, the end of March. And so we are beginning to practice our Celebration Kids Choir. You're going to love it. Some of you already know these two songs, Superhero and Big God. So if they come home knowing these words, really encourage them because they are fun songs with lots of hand actions. And thank you to the Williams girls and Terry for being prepared for us. So at this time, I'm going to allow the kids to go on into the choir room. We have an opportunity to give back to God some of what he's given to us, and we do that as an act of worship. And so as we get ready for this uh, uh, offering that we are to receive, let's pray for the offering. Lord God, we thank you for how much you have been working in our lives, the love that you have shown us, and also, Lord, for all that you have given us. We now return back to you our tithes and offerings, and we ask that you use them to further your work in this world, in Quad Cities and around the world. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. Praise is the highway to the throne of God. Praise is the highway to the heart of God. Praise is the highway to the move of God. The rocks will cry out, the oceans will Praise is the highway to the throne of God. 
Lord God, for all the spoken and unspoken prayers that have been lifted up to you. Our prayers, do you answer them in the wisest way? That you surround each person whose name was lifted up, either vocally or in our hearts, with your great love. Lord, hear us now as we pray together the prayer that you taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Well, today we have the uh, uh, honor of having our district superintendent here. Uh, Lindrew's already got a black mark today. Uh, he, uh, he slipped out to, to work with the praise team for this service during the last service, about the time that uh, uh, Pastor Granadosum came up and, and uh, he, felt led, uh, he felt moved by the Spirit to lead us all in a song. And he turned and Lindrew wasn't there. So we did it a cappella, but, you know, I, I'm wondering, you know, um, I'd watch out. You're here. You're here. Okay. <laughs> and and I, do, I do appreciate all of you behaving because this is my boss that I am about to uh, present to you. But he is uh, somebody that has uh, been faithfully serving as the district superintendent of the Spoon River District, which we are a part of. And um, he's... Uh, He's been a good friend and uh, a, a good uh, supervisor for our, our district. And he is here to help us with our goal of reach one. And as he is about to come forward, I just want to ask you, have you been praying for that one? Have you been praying for people that you know need Jesus? I hope you have, I, because each one has an opportunity to reach one this, this year. And so uh, if all of you would be willing to welcome our district superintendent, let's give him a warm Christ Church welcome. <laughs> Pastor Steve Grenadosen. Good morning. I appreciate uh, the people who are here in front. The earlier worship services <laughs> didn't know the people in front. So anyway, <laughs> that's good. Um, may I ask you to please rise as we read from the gospel that's according to um, Matthew verses, I mean, uh, chapter 5, verses 13 to 20, and this is what it says. You are the, the salt of the earth, but if salt loses its saltiness, how will it become salty again? It's good for nothing except to be thrown away and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city on top of a hill can't be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a basket. Instead, they put it on top of a lampstand and it shines on all who are in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before people so they can see the good things you do and praise your Father who is in heaven. Don't even begin to think that I have come to do away with the law and the prophets. I haven't come to do away with them, but to fulfill them. 
I say to you very seriously that as long as heaven and earth exists, neither the smallest letter nor even the smallest stroke of a pen will be erased from the law until everything there comes a reality, becomes a reality. Therefore, whoever ignores one of the least of these commands and teaches others to do the same will be called the lowest in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever keeps these commands and teaches people to keep them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. I say to you that unless your righteousness is greater than the righteousness of the legal experts and the Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. This is the word of God for the people of God. You may be seated. I uh, bring you greetings from the office of the bishop, Bishop Frank Beard, and uh, nine other district superintendents of our Illinois Great Rivers Conference. We are one of the biggest uh, conferences in the world. We have m almost 900 churches. But sadly, in uh, the Spoon River District of where you belong, we have already closed two churches, the Harp United Methodist Church and Orange Chapel. Orange Chapel has been in ministry for 185 years. And so it's sad to say that uh, we have closed that church permanently and also La Harp. And I covet your, your prayers that none of our churches would be closed anymore. I know that Carbon Cliff is on its way to being a church again. And um, you are a praying church, and I am proud of what you've been doing in this, in this church, um, having the Primary Life Center and uh, all the projects that you have for the glory of God. I thank God for all the, the things that you do. Let us pray. Thank you, God, for this time that we can be together as your people. Knowing, dear God, that uh, some, some way we don't understand what your words really mean, yet we are here to listen to your Holy Spirit, to speak to us so that we can be effective uh, and powerful witness to your word. We bless you, we praise you, we give thanks to you, for you are indeed God. That you have called us your children. And we pray that we can be worthy of that call. So we can lift Jesus up in your life. All these things we pray in his mighty name. Amen. I grew up in a parsonage as a preacher's kid. Both my parents were in ministry for many, many years. My dad was in ministry for 52 long years. And my mom in music ministry for the same number of years. She would actually go with my father everywhere he preaches. And, and she would uh, sing a song before my father <laughs> delivered the sermon. So, And um, we would... Uh, she would also sing when, when she had all the six boys. <laughs> uh, six boys, no sisters. 
And they took disciplined lives very, very seriously, not only because they experienced World War II. You know, you always hear you have to eat everything in your plate because a lot of people are hungry. And during the war, you know, you, you would hear that often. But uh, th my dad was also part of the Philippine Scouts, a branch of the United States Army back then. And, and because as workers of God's vineyard, you know, they took the book of discipline of the Methodist Church very, very seriously. So, of course, they passed their, their practice of discipline to their six sons, named Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus. Charles, me, Steve, and Edward. <laughs> my, my brother is also a, a pastor in East Alton here in Illinois, the Wisconsin. And my wife as well, who is a pastor of Forest Hill United Methodist Church in Peoria. Now, every single morning at 6 o'clock, my mom, while being accompanied by my brother Exodus, banging ever so loudly on the piano, would wake us up. My mom would sing in her powerful mezzo-soprano voice, the good old, stand up, stand up for Jesus. Or come, Christians, join to sing. It was reveille for us boys. It was the signal to wake us up for morning devotions. Now, my dad led the devotions. He would also pass around a promise box uh, which had strips of cardboard imprinted with readings. Each person took turns reading first, on, first from the Bible verse on one side and then a saying or another verse on the other side. Sometimes there would be 30, even 40 people for, uh, in, in that morning. We had extended family members who sometimes lived with us. My parents were in the habit of adopting strays. Oh, sorry. <laughs> adopting people in need and letting them stay in the parsonage for months, even years. But no matter how many people were there in the house, each person took the time to read God's word aloud and everyone else listened. I learned many, many valuable lessons about being in a relationship with God and striving to keep within that relationship from those Bible verses and the sayings, of course, as well as, well as the devotions. I vividly remember uh, those formative times of my life, and I miss those times, especially when we had 65 people one time during um, Christmas celebrations. It was wild, but it was fun. As, as I prepared for this sermon, it felt gratifying to know the people listening to Jesus felt the same way I did at those early morning devotions. They were eager to hear what Jesus had to say next. In our reading in Matthew 5, 13 to 20, Jesus was speaking not only to his disciples, but also to the crowd that had gathered around him. And at that time, Jesus had already performed many, many miracles. And people tagged along, eager to hear 
his next words or to receive miracles. In particular, we look at the portion in which Jesus starts out by saying to the people, you are the salt of the earth. This is a very interesting metaphor for people. Salt, of course, is something that makes food taste better. So we can say that people can season life on earth by their presence. Yeah? We can say Jesus calls us by our presence to make life better on this earth. Not just for us, but also for those people around us. Salt is also a preservative, and if someone is the salt of the earth, we can think of them as people who bring peace, who bring prosperity and, and stability, and order to life. There is a dimension to this salt metaphor we must explore. If we take into account that Jesus was speaking as a Jew, we need to know that salt was always used in a covenant sacrifice. By covenant sacrifice, we mean sacrifice that is given in order to show faithfulness in one's relationship with God. In the Hebrew culture, people offered grain and cereal offerings at the altar, but always with salt. It was part of their promise to be faithful to God. And this practice is described in Leviticus 2.13, Numbers 18.19, and 2 Chronicles 13.5. To say then, to say a sacrifice is salted is to say that a covenant sacrifice is complete. It's done. If disciples are the salts of the earth, they are surely part of the completion of a covenant sacrifice. A solemn promise between God and man to be in relationship with one another. That was what salt meant to people in the time of Jesus. So if we are to be salt, we are meant to complete a sacrifice that shows our faithfulness and obedience to God. Salt then equals sacrifice. Sacrifice equals faithfulness and obedience in relationship with God. No salt, no sacrifice, no relationship with God. Jesus said we have to watch out. We do not want to lose our flavor. When Jesus called his followers salts of the earth, he was not only talking about them as people who flavor life on earth or making life more interesting. He was saying the people who are salt of the earth must keep their covenant relationship to stay salty or they will be thrown underfoot and be trampled upon. They must be faithful and they must be obedient to God. Obedience is the key. Now Jesus then said that his followers were the light of the world. That cannot be hidden. He said, let your light shine before men that they may see your good works and praise your Father in heaven. And so with this new metaphor, Jesus underlined once again the relational quality of life of a true believer. Whatever 
qualities salt has, it has to be used by the disciples to maintain a covenant relationship with God. Whatever good qualities they have as light, the disciples have to use those qualities to shed light on others so others might come to know the faithful Father. Jesus is telling us we cannot live for ourselves alone. We must keep our part in our covenant relationship with God. Jesus showed us how to be obedient. And so we follow in his footsteps so that we can also have meaningful relationships with others, that they too might have a relationship with the Father. Yet it is true, he said, salt can lose its saltiness and light can be hidden under a bushel. If we follow through all the way to chapter 7 of Matthew, we will see that Jesus provided many practical applications on how we can live as salt and light on this earth. He talked about relationships with those we hate, those we have fallen out of love with, those we have a hard time forgiving, those we are unfaithful to, even those who are our enemies. He gave practical advice on how we can deal with these broken relationships. His practical advice included, let your yes be yes and your no be no. If someone strikes you on the cheek, turn the other also, he says. If someone takes your tunic, let them have your cloak as well. If someone forces you to go one mile, go with him another mile. Love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you, and many, many more. This is heaven's way. We need to act as though we are already in heaven. Paul said in Philippians 3.20, Our citizenship is in heaven, and it is from there that we are expecting a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. It's okay to say amen. We represent Jesus Christ and God's kingdom wherever we are. Wherever God allows us to be. This practical ways of living as a disciple of Jesus Christ, these down-to-earth ways of living as salt and light are what this world needs so much more today. In this world where people demand to be the focus of attention, in this day where people demand, uh, in this day and age when people push their own agenda or press for recognition, in a world where sacrifice no longer is, is no longer the norm, and the main contention is my rights against your rights, their rights and their rights, the practices of Jesus describes described are, are what we need today. In a world where God's truth is often forgotten and anyone can claim any sort of truth, especially in social media. Jesus tells us in John 17, 17, that God's word is truth. In all these ways, when we are obedient, when we are salt, and light, 
we do what gives God the glory. We do what is faithful to our covenant relationship with God. So Jesus wants us not only to love, but he wants us to love sacrificially. To give of ourselves even when it hurts. To love as he has loved while remaining sinless and faithful to the Father. It is true, if we follow his guidance, it may bring pain and suffering and hurt, but he says in verse 19 of our reading, anyone who does and teaches his commands will be called great in the kingdom of God. 1 Peter 3, 15 to 18 says this about why we ought to love in the way Christ calls us to love. It says, but in your hearts, sanctify Christ as Lord. Always be ready to make your defense to anyone who demands from you an account of the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and reverence. Keep your conscience clear, he says, so that when you are maligned, those who abuse you for your good conduct in Christ may be put to shame. For it is better to suffer for doing good if suffering should be God's will than to suffer for doing evil. For Christ also suffered for sins for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, in order to bring God the glory. This is how we can live as salt and light. We honor God when we live as salt and light. And this brings glory to God. Living for Christ is not only a matter of speaking the truth, we read in scripture. It is not only bringing more people into the church, not just praying piously. It is not only knowing in your heart that Christ has saved you. Many people believe that if they come to the altar and say, Lord, I accept you as my, my Lord and Savior, that this is enough. I say it is a great beginning. Jesus said in Matthew 7, 21, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who do the will of my Father who is in heaven will enter it. When Jesus said we ought to be the salt of the earth, he meant we ought to be obedient to God, to seek him daily, to follow in his will and in his ways. If we need to change our ways, Let's change our ways. If we need to give up our possessions, so be it. If we need to be hated by the world, it's okay. It is in being faithful to God and obeying his will that we become salt and light to others. And so let us refuse to lose our saltiness. No more hiding under the bushel. We are to be salt and light, winning souls for Jesus Christ. By what people see in us, they too can become salt and light. Now today we are asking the Lord to bless this new program in the Illinois Great Rivers Conference with the slogan, Reach 1000. We are asking God to equip us with wisdom and the knowledge and the desire to reach 
a thousand souls for Jesus Christ to make them his disciples to transform the world for God's glory. Imagine a world when each soul that is saved is truly obedient to Christ. Each of those souls living so that others might see God at work in them. Each one winning another, not in words alone, but more so by the lives they lead, by the lives we share with each other in obedience and faithfulness to God's will. Loving sacrificially as Christ has loved us. Keeping promises to God to be the light that others might also come to believe. I want to share with you one of the more interesting sayings found on the backs of the cards we read in our daily morning devotions, and it goes this way. If one one had one one, and everyone one had one one, what host would be one when everyone one had one one? You want to say that together? Let's try it. If one one had one one, and everyone one had one one, what host would be one when everyone one had one one? <laughs> and so if this becomes real in this church, we could potentially double our attendance in a very short time. And our reach 1,000 could potentially be reach 10,000. And why stop at 10,000, right? You can reach the entire world. And so how different, how wonderful the world would be when finally all who proclaim Christ as their Lord have disciplined covenant sacrificial lives to give honor and glory to God. How different this world would be if all who believe in Christ become salt and light in this dark and sin-stricken world. How different this world would be if all who have been one for Christ have one another. What great numbers far beyond a thousand will be reached if one one had one one and everyone one had one one. What host would be one? Everyone one and everyone one. This new program to reach a thousand souls for Jesus Christ is an encouragement to us so that others may come to believe. Jesus said in 12, uh, John 12, 32, And I, when I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all people to myself. This is the one promise Jesus wants to give us if we lift him up not only in our words and in our deeds then we will draw all people to himself every evangelistic endeavor must begin with lifting Christ up in our lives so that others may may be one for him and so friends let us then give Jesus the one thing that will bring all people to himself. Let us be the salt and the light of the world. So let us lift him up in how we live and how we love as Jesus loved. The one who was, who is, and is yet to come. The way, the truth, and the life. 
the only Son of the living God, Jesus the Christ, our Lord and our God. Amen. all stand together as we praise the God that gives us grace and forgiveness and he is the chain breaker. Well you've been walking the same old road for miles and miles and you've been hearing the same old voice tell the same old lies if you're trying to fill the same old holes inside there's a better life there's a better life if you got pain he's a pain taker if you feel lost he's a way maker if you need freedom save him he's a prison shaking savior if you got chains he's a chain breaker we've all searched for the light of day in the dead of night we've all found ourselves worn out from the same old fight we've all run to things we know just ain't right but there's a better life there's a better life if you got pain he's a pain taker if you feel lost he's a way maker if you need freedom save him he's a prison shaking savior if you got chains he's a chain breaker believe it if you receive it if you can feel it somebody testify if you believe it if you receive it if you can feel it somebody testify if you believe it if you receive it if you can feel it Somebody testify if you got pain, he's a pain taker. If you feel lost, he's a way maker. If you need freedom, save him. He's a prison shaking savior. If you got chains, he's a chain breaker. Yeah, if you need freedom, save him. He's a prison shaking savior. If you got chains, he's a chain breaker. Pastor Granite Dawson, thank you so much for being with us. I'm going to ask you to, to go in the back as people are leaving and so they can all, all uh, uh, greet you. But we really appreciate you being here. Don't we appreciate our district superintendent being here?
He's a busy man, so I'm glad that he has, is spending the day with us. Thank you so much. Okay, uh, you heard from Pastor Brandon Dosen, and this afternoon we have our, our training starting at, at 2 o'clock. Leaders, uh, servant leaders, uh, heads of committees, our, our starts at 12 noon. But uh, 2 o'clock, we're going to be learning more. Are you praying? Are you praying for the one? Which one? Are you praying for that one? Church, I hope you are. Because as you've heard every, every Sunday, go and share your faith with someone who needs love, forgiveness, or hope. Point them toward God. Let him save them as he's saving you. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and the people of God, shout it. Amen. Amen. If you got pain, he's a pain taker. If you feel lost, he's a way maker. If you need freedom, save him. He's a prison shaking savior. If you got chains, he's a chain breaker. Oh, if you need freedom, save him. He's a prison shaking savior. If you got chains.